Well, good morning on this snowy Indiana morning. We are so glad that you have joined us uh, to worship together, to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. It's hardly possible to me, but tomorrow is February 1st, which means Tuesday is Groundhog Day. And it's the day when that little furry animal out in Pennsylvania looks for their shadow. And you know all that story, but I'll be honest with you, I've had a number of people over the last several months tell me that their life has just continually been Groundhog Day. We just get up and we do the same thing over and over again because of the implications of COVID-19 around the world and in our own homes. But this morning, I wanted to take a few minutes and, and talk with us about how we, how we make it through, how, how we get strength for the journey. I mean, it's a journey into the unknown. I mean, that's what we know. We don't ever know what's really going to happen. Even Punxsutawney Phil doesn't really know what's going to happen, but God does. And God wants to speak into your life, and He wants to give you strength for the journey. Now, some of you hear me say things like that, and you're like, hey, pastor, I, I, don't, really, I don't really feel like I've got much strength right now. I'm, I'm pretty worn out from all the different stressors in my life and all the fatigue that, that's been bombarding me and my soul. But this morning, I, I really do want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to understand where the strength really comes from. Because unfortunately, most of us look in the wrong places for the strength for our journey. When I was a kid, I was always a smaller kid. I wasn't the biggest boy in the class or the fastest boy in the class or the strongest boy in the class. I was never the smartest kid in the class. But, but my mother believed in me. And my mother would always encourage me, and she would, she would encourage me to, 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 to do more than I thought I could do, to always kind of reach out and, and, and try something new. And, and, and she would always use an illustration. It's one that some of you may not know, but others of you will. It, it comes from a cartoon, a cartoon that was very popular when I was a child. Now, I'm not recommending the cartoon. It's entirely way too violent, and it has such graphic uh, things in it that I'm not sure any generation of kids should really watch it, but, but it was the cartoon about Popeye the Sailor Man. Some of you will remember Popeye the Sailor Man. He was this little skinny guy until, until whenever he was confronted with some great catastrophe or some great need for strength, Popeye would rise to the occasion, but in order to rise to the occasion, he would take and he would eat his spinach. And he would take a can of spinach, and he would squeeze it, and, and in the cartoons, the spinach would jump up out of the can, and he would swallow it, sometimes with his mouth and sometimes with his pipe. And he would, and he would swallow that spinach, and then suddenly that little skinny guy would have strength to accomplish whatever it was that he had set out to accomplish, to meet whatever catastrophe he needed to meet. And my mother would always say to me, Carrie, you may be small. You, you, you may be not the biggest guy, but, but listen, you can find strength. And then she would always, like a mom, say, eat your spinach. Well, I'll be real candid with you. Even all these years later, I don't like spinach. I, I, just, I just don't like it. It just doesn't taste that good to me. Maybe you do. It, it's just not one of those things that my 
taste palate has ever found attractive. But what I do know is that, is that when we face obstacles, when we travel into the unknown of life, we need some places to find strength. And unfortunately, unfortunately, many of us look in the wrong places. And for those of us in the church world, there are a couple of those places we look for strength that actually leave us weaker than what God intended for us to do. One of those is the fact that some of us are always waiting for the experience. We're waiting for that miraculous moment, that, that, that moment when God breaks through and everybody goes, wow, it's, it's kind of like when Popeye would eat the spinach and suddenly his whole body would be transformed. And, and, and we've, we've unfortunately in the church, we've fed this need for the, for the repetition of experiences that give us a, an emotional high, and, and yet that's not where the real strength comes from. You say, Pastor, you, you've, you've led worship services for years. Yeah, I have. Pastor, you stand every seven days and tell people about Jesus Christ. Yes, I do. And, and Pastor, you gather people and we online or, or on campus or on demand, we, we seek to experience God because experiencing God changes everything. Yeah, I, I, I know that and I believe that. But I think sometimes, sometimes we've become so dependent upon the miraculous that, that we miss what God wants to do for us. Because you see, strength for life's journey doesn't come from the miraculous because people misunderstand the miraculous. <laughs> uh, people, people misunderstand what God's doing. Yes, there are moments. Yes, there are times when, when we are to, to come into His presence. Yes, there are times when, when we are to celebrate His manifest glory among us. Yes, there are those moments, but if that's the only place you're getting your strength, then you're going to unfortunately lose some of what it means to really grow in Jesus. And if you're going to go into the unknown, if you're going to step past February 2nd and the groundhog days of your life, if you're going to walk into the future that God has planned for you, then, then I, want to, I want to suggest to you that it's, it's more than waiting for the miraculous moment. It's about living in a, in a relationship of depth and trust and commitment. I want us to, to figure this out today from a story in the book of Acts, from the life of Paul and Barnabas, who are on this, this missionary journey of theirs, the first one that they would go on together, where they're reaching out beyond Israel to the people who don't know, who don't know Jesus, who don't know the Hebrew heritage of the promise of a Messiah, and they're sharing who Jesus is with people who've no concept at all and who unfortunately misunderstand the miraculous. Listen, as I read for you from Acts chapter 14, the story, as you know, is one where, where they've been traveling to different cities, and they've left each city under duress. And now in Acts chapter 14, verse 8, they're moving to a city called Lystra. They're there teaching, as they've been doing in each city, in the synagogue, as the first place to teach. 
And as they're doing it, God, God does a miracle. But I want you to listen to the story of what happens to people who misunderstand the miraculous. Uh, listen from verse 8. Now, at Lystra, there was a man sitting in the synagogue who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking. And Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the, when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in Lyconian, their language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Do you get the picture? Here are Paul and Barnabas, these, these Jewish men who've come into a non-Jewish city, and, and they're in the synagogue where the Jewish people gather, and some non-Jewish people are there too, and, and they, they are teaching about Jesus. And, and in the process, Paul notices this man who, who's never walked in his life. He's never stood upright in his life. He's been crippled from birth. And sensing in that man something about, about his spirit, Paul looks at him. And feeling, experiencing the presence of the miraculous, the, the, the experience of God in the moment, he says to the man, rise and be healed. Now, I'll be honest with you, those are divine moments. I've been in a few of those in my lifetime. I've been in some places where, where we've knelt together and prayed over someone, laid our hands on them, anointed them with oil, and watched cancer disappear. I've, I've seen people who had, who've come into a place broken physically, be healed in a moment. But I've also seen, I've also seen people misunderstand. I, I've seen people not quite get it. I, I misunderstand the miraculous and think that, that that's all God's there for is to bail them out in the moment so that they can experience the miraculous and and they do exactly what these people did. Listen as I read a little further in the passage. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconium, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker and the chief priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to sa offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. Paul and Barnabas were simply doing what Jesus had commanded them to do. Paul and Barnabas were, were simply doing the will of God in their life. They were, they were telling people about Jesus. 
They were offering people hope in Jesus Christ. And yet, when that hope became manifest in a miraculous moment, that miraculous moment was so misunderstood that the people in that city began to elevate Paul and Barnabas, naming them after Greek gods and calling them gods. And, and that's, that's where the journey can get twisted sometimes. That, that's where the, where the peace of Christ can become the turmoil of life because we misunderstand the meaning of the miraculous. We, we think Christianity is all about getting our next need met, all about getting our next spiritual high, all about having that, that moment when we can be at the place where, the, where, where everybody is and where all the excitement is. And, and the fact of the matter is the power of God is greater than that. The power of God is greater than the than the momentary experience. It's greater than the one-time divine interaction with the human. No, the, the power of God is the power to change a life. The hope of Jesus Christ is not just the hope that you're going to get well, not just the hope that your situation's going to resolve, not just the, the need for a miracle. No, no, no the, the, the the hope of Jesus Christ is the hope of a relationship that begins now. Yes, it brings healing. Yes, it brings renewal. Yes, it brings a sense of cleansing in your life. Yes, it brings a new way of living. But that new way of living is not dependent upon your experience. It is grounded in the sovereignty of God. That's what Paul and Barnabas said. When the people in, in Lystra were trying to make them gods and offer sacrifices and, 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 and make them more than the men that they were, no, they, 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 simply, they simply came out to them and said, guys, that's not us. We, we didn't come here for that. We, we didn't come here for you to worship us. We didn't come here for you to, to believe this non-truth. We, we want you to know who Jesus is and who his Father, Yahweh, God, is. If you want strength for the journey, strength to journey into the unknown, I, I want to I suggest to you today that you don't spend your life captivated by the miraculous because it will be so misunderstood. But then instead, instead you begin to look in some other places. You begin to look in places where God is going to take you past the miraculous and pass the fame. Because you see, the, the strength for, for life's journey does not come from strength of personality and fame and accolades. Paul and Barnabas could barely restrain the people. They, they could barely hold them back. And yet, listen to what those very same people did. Because you see, people, people who look for strength and fame discover something very important. People are fickle. Yeah, that's the word I said, fickle. Maybe you've not heard that word. It's not used a whole lot in our culture these days. Maybe because our culture is such a definition of it. You see, the word fickle simply means this. It means you change your affections on a regular basis. 
It means there's nothing solid. It means that you're always like, like a cat following a string. You're always distracted. You're always looking. You're watching every movement. And people are fickle, my friends. Fame is fleeting. And if you're looking for strength in your experience of the miraculous, if you're looking for strength in your desire to be famous, in your desire to make a difference, if you're looking for strength in someone you believe is famous, you've got to understand fame is fickle because people are fickle. Listen to what happened to Paul and Barnabas. These people that they were calling gods with one breath, they said, but Jews came from Antioch, Pisidium, and Iconium, the two places where they had left under duress. And having persuaded the crowds, the same crowds who were wanting to call them Zeus and Hermes, the same crowds who were going to offer sacrifice to them, were now persuaded by these Jewish leaders from Antioch and Iconium. And they stoned Paul and dragged his body out of the city Supposing that he was dead. <laughs> you see, if, if, you're, if you're looking for strength in your life by becoming more powerful and becoming more famous, and becoming more well-known, and, and doing something other people notice, then, then my friend, you're, you're going to end up in the same place Paul did. Those fickle people are going to, they're going to turn on you. It didn't just happen to Paul. Don't you remember the story of Jesus? Don't you remember what happened when he came into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday? And people were waving palm branches and taking their coats off and putting them on the ground. And, and they're shouting, hallelujah, praise God, the son of David. And they're giving him all their adulation. And then just a few days later, the same crowd full of the same kind of fickle people, is calling, crucify him, is demanding for his life. They're telling the Roman authorities, we have no king but Caesar. You see, my friends, if you're looking for strength in acceptance by the crowd, if you're looking for strength in fame in the world, then you need to understand that acceptance will go away and that fame will be fleeting but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't look for strength in the miraculous. Don't look for strength in fame and fortune and impact. Because in both places, you're going to be left empty and hurting and broken. Dragged to the edge of the city. That's where Jesus went. They crucified him outside the city gates at a place called the Skull, Golgotha. That's where they took Paul. Thinking him dead, they dragged him out. This morning, this morning I, I want to say to you that if you're, if you're listening to my voice and you've You've been looking for strength in the miraculous, and you've, you've misunderstood it, and you've found yourself misunderstood. If you've been looking for strength in acceptance and popularity and fame, then, and you've discovered that it's all empty, and now you're broken, 
And sometimes you, you look at the church and you look at Christian people and you hear us talk about Jesus and the hope that he gives us and how experiencing God can change everything in your life. And you go, yeah, yeah, I tried that. No, no, listen. You tried a version of it you thought was right. But there's something more when we journey into the unknown and find the real source of strength that goes beyond the miraculous moment goes beyond the, the fame and the seeking of fortune. And it discovers that that, that that place where you discover that there is there is strength in the power of relationships. There, there's power in relationships. Listen to what listen to what Luke tells us happened to Paul, dragged to the edge of the city, left for dead. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about Paul, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. Now, I want, I want you to hear what I'm trying to say. Please, please don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? I'm not saying that God doesn't do miraculous things. I'm, I'm not saying that God doesn't use individuals at times. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you put your trust in the miraculous and you put your trust in individuals, you will, you will ultimately find yourself on the edge of the city broken, wounded, and left for dead. What I am saying, though, is that when you're in that place, when you're in that place of brokenness, when you're in that place of feeling as if everything is gone, there is a power in relationships. Did you hear it? Luke tells us that, that the disciples, the people who didn't believe Paul and Barnabas were Zeus and Hermes, the, the people who weren't wanting to, wanting to sacrifice to them, the, the, people who were, the people who were followers of Jesus gathered around Paul. That, that gathered around. It doesn't just mean they circled up. No, no, what, what it means is they, they came to what they thought was the body of their deceased loved one, the man who had told them about Jesus. I'm sure Barnabas was in the midst of them, and they, and they stood there, and they looked, and they were present with each other, and they were present in the moment. Luke doesn't tell us that Paul was dead and resurrected. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is when Paul was broken and left for dead, when he was at his lowest ebb physically, because to be stoned was to be beaten to unconsciousness by the pounding of rocks that were thrown by other human beings. And, and here he is, laying there, at his lowest moment. And instead of being left alone, the, those who believed in Jesus Christ, those who were going beyond the miraculous moment, beyond the fame of the personality, they, they gathered around. I... I I've been so blessed by this congregation over the last 11 months as I've watched you 
as I've walked with you, as we've faced a totally unknown situation with all types of implications. In fact, the last three Tuesdays, I've stood with members of this congregation whose family member had left us to go be with Jesus. And every time, every time as I've walked with those families through that sense of loss, as I've, as I've walked with those families in the valley of the shadow of death, I have been amazed, I have been thrilled by the people who have gathered around them in their brokenness. I've watched people, people come in and at risk to their own health, stand with someone, yes, socially distanced, yes, wearing a mask, yes, doing all the protocols that say, hey, you know what, I care more about you than I care about my own rights, but I'm still here for you. I may be six feet away. I may be giving you an air hug or an air high five, but under this mask, there are tears still, still streaming down my cheeks because my heart is intertwined with your heart. And here's the beauty of a congregation like Eastside. Those three different families did not even know each other, but they all knew this church. They all knew Jesus Christ. They all know the body of Christ called Eastside. Different parts of the body, different ages of the family member who was deceased. But every one of those families experienced the miraculous strength that comes from the power of relationships. And I just want to say to you, if you're on the edge of the city, broken and left for dead, I want you to know that you're not alone, that Jesus Christ's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is with you. I want you to know that there are people in this world who know Jesus for more than the miracle man, for more than the famous man, for the individual who comes alongside and walks with them. And the body of Christ, the real body of Christ, not just the people who call the name of Jesus, because Jesus himself said, everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm talking about those who know Jesus, those who have walked with him, those who are committed to a living, a life connected to Jesus Christ. They will come alongside you if they know about your pain. And like the disciples did with Paul outside the city gates in Lystra, they will encircle you. They will pray with you, and they will walk with you when you rise up out of your brokenness. Look at the next part of the story. It's the most beautiful part to me because it teaches us that not only is that strength, is that strength in the power of relationships, but it, it creates, a, it creates a, a, fruitful, a fruitful life filled with the fruit of faithfulness. Listen to the story. But when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel so that that city had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. 
And when they had appointed elders for them in every one of the churches with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. You see, when, when Paul rose up from the brokenness, he didn't run away. No, he continued in the relationship with the disciples. He and Barnabas went on to the next town. And as they went on to the next town and they shared the gospel, can I tell you something? If you'll pull out a map, and you'll check out the cities that he's been teaching in and, and preaching in. You'll see that he could very easily have left that last city of Derby and gone on back down to the seaport and caught a boat and gone back home. But he didn't do that. Instead, Paul and Barnabas went right back to the place where he had been stoned, went right back from there to the place where he had been thrown out of the city, went right back from there to the place where they had shaken the dust off their feet. And in every place they walked, they came to the place where the people needed to know that God is faithful and you can trust Him because the strength for your journey comes from the power of the relationships and from the faithfulness of God who produces fruit in your life. So this morning, this morning I want to invite you to know that God will never leave you, never forsake you. Would you pray with me? Abba, Papa, Heavenly Father, today we we look for you to give us strength for the journey. Forgive us for, for looking for the miraculous. Forgive us for looking for fame and fortune. Forgive us for being caught up in the, in, in the moments around us. Instead, Lord, let us see the long-term power of the relationship you offer us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And for my friends who are on the edge of the city broken today, I pray that you would place just the right people to come around them and Lord, I pray that through your spirit, you would comfort them and you would demonstrate your faithfulness in the brokenness of our lives and you would give us strength to walk into your, your designed future for our life that's unknown to us but takes us right where you want us to be. For it's in the strong name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen.